homemade mm-hmm. coconut cake or hummingbird cake? Hummingbird cake, 100%. Um, I, I don't love coconut as a general rule. I don't mean to offend anybody who has affection for or affinity for coconut. It's just, it's not my favorite. It's, it's, I don't mind it as a, as sort of a, a, a side in a, in a dish, but it's too front and center in coconut cake for me. And I love the texture of hummingbird cake, the bananas. I love the pineapple in it. I love the cream cheese icing. I really think it may be my favorite cake. I, oh, it's, a, wow. it's a strong statement. I know, but I think it probably is my favorite cake. Okay. I would say pass on both. I'm not interested in either <laughs> one. I'm not interested in your coconut and I'm not interested in your hummingbird. To me, if it's not chocolate, I'm really not interested in it as a source of calories. Welcome to Hold On, a podcast for people we love, and that's probably you. My name's Chad Poe. And I'm Lydia McMillan, and we're so glad you're here. So, Chad, what's our word of the day? It's the word of the day. It, yeah, it's the word of the day. Oh, yeah. Word of the day. Yeah. Our word of the day is deliver us, as in deliver us from evil, as in thinking about Halloween and boo and Uber Eats because they deliver stuff too. Yes. And we are so thankful for you listeners and how you deliver us such great ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts. So if you haven't already subscribe, rate and review five stars only, or I will make sure that Lydia and her multitude of children haunt you. That's a bad delivery. That's like getting DiGiorno. Your children like DiGiorno, especially Ezra. (laughs) doesn't care what it is if you call it pizza he is eating that what if it's not pizza oh he's mad (laughs) you like if one time i made like i had bread and i put like sauce and cheese and pepperoni and i called it pizza bread and he is like that is not pizza you were living a lie don't be living a lie with your children (laughs) i drive (laughs) lydia this is our halloween episode And we have some very special guests who honestly are the perfect guests for Halloween. Can you let the folks know who's with us today? Yes, we have the big boo cast with Melanie Shankle and Sophie Hudson. They're absolutely fantastic. So make sure you listen to them and make sure that they are your second favorite podcast as you do. Uh, Lydia, Halloween's a big deal. We at Grace Bible Church are getting ready for the Halloween season right now. We love to be present in the lives of our communities and our neighbors with Light the Night, where we're going to give out lots and lots of full-size candy bars. Because honestly, as I like to say, and we like to say regularly, there is no fun in a fun-size candy bar. Yeah, we're keeping it low-key this year. We're just going to stay in, I think, and probably watch uh for like the millionth time charlie brown the great pumpkin and uh probably eat way too many cupcakes and candy and are you not taking your kids trick-or-treating i don't think so at my house we have a u.s marshal we have a cowboy we have a someone who's dressed up it's some kind of hunting costume where you basically look like a bush and my daughter wants to be a puppy but she doesn't just want to be a cartoon puppy she's been very clear about this she basically wants to dress up like our dog and wants to look like our dog i don't understand that's so fun is it because you're letting your kids sit in the house and eat a cupcake (laughs) like it's any other (laughs) sunday night Uh, uh, okay i have some questions for you in regard to this day that you are going to ignore for whatever reason. (laughs) All right. I'm ready for it. All right. We live in the United States of America, unless you've moved. Did you move? I'm still here. Nope. Still here. When was Halloween first celebrated in the United States? I'm going to give you some options. Okay. Decades. Okay. The 1920s. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like the roaring 20s. Got it. 
the 1950s. Okay. Not so roaring. Way less roar. (laughs) Katy Perry would have hated it. (laughs) The 1890s. Oh, that went in a different direction. Okay. Or the 1840s. Whoa. Okay. I'm going with the twenties. It was roaring. It was loud. I feel like that's a, a season of flapper dresses and a lot of candy. It was around the 1840s. There was a flood of Irish immigrants fleeing from the potato famine. And they brought (laughs) their tradition with them. The potatoes. Mm -hmm. No potatoes, all the chocolate. Another question for you. Okay. Where was the first citywide Halloween celebration in the United States of America? Was it Mm. Syracuse, New York? Sioux Falls, Idaho, Mm -hmm. Anoka, Minnesota, Mm -hmm. or Oklahoma City, Oklahoma? Oh, those are so weird. I guess I'm going with New York because Syracuse, yeah, because I feel like that would be like where uh, near Ellis Island and all of these potato people coming in and... That just makes sense to me up, up North and in the, the place where all of the immigrants are coming in good feelings and all the above. You are absolutely incorrect. It is Anoka, <sighs> Minnesota. And I'm not sure that I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm also very certain of this. Sioux Falls, Idaho is not a real place. It is Sioux Falls, oh. South Dakota. And I said the wrong thing. That's okay. okay well, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> okay let's talk about scary movies because i'm sure you watch oh, those good. on vid angel well let me tell you about a scary movie i saw i saw mcgee and me where it was Stop. great <laughs> it, there was there was a great storm that came through and it busted through the window and it was absolutely terrifying so go check that out on vhs what is the most successful commercially successful scary movie of all time is it the movie halloween okay is is it the movie psycho Mm -hmm. is it the movie it Mm -hmm. or is it the movie jurassic park jurassic park does not count does it in this list i want to say psycho you are incorrect you what? are terrible at Halloween. I don't even know what to yes. do with our friendship anymore. The answer to the question <laughs> is it. Okay. okay. I, feel, I feel good about you answering this question based upon okay. our previous conversation. What oh, was used before pumpkins to make jack-o'-lanterns? Watermelons. I, I appreciate the tropical approach to Halloween that you have brought about. But they're the big, ir- they're carvable. The and you can Irish, eat the insides. The Irish who brought Halloween to the United States of America mm-hmm. originally carved potatoes. Oh, that's odd. Little potatoes. I don't know how big they were. I didn't see them. Oh, man. I'm not good okay. at this. Okay. <laughs> what was... Here's the title, the original title to a very popular scary movie. Okay. I want you to tell me what the name of the real movie is. Okay. The Babysitter Murders. Okay. Well, let's unpack this a bit. This working title has a babysitter and... I presume the babysitter is the killer. I don't really know. My first instinct was to like go with some Stephen King titling like Carrie. But that's the only thing I know that Stephen King has written, except for um, on writing. Right. Which is like a book about writing, which has nothing to do with murder. Um, And then I would be like, well, maybe it's like a Hitchcock film. And the birds, but that gives me no inclination. Like what kind of babysitter has birds everywhere. So I don't think that's it. 
So I guess I'm going to have to go with Final Destination 2 as my final answer. Oh, starring Allie Carter, if I'm not mistaken. The star of Heroes. No, uh, the answer to your question is the movie Halloween. Final question for you. Final question (laughs) before I ask some candy questions, because I think you're doing terrible, and I want to get us on a good path. What connection does Christianity have with Halloween? All Saints Day. It's the next day. Yes. November 1st. Yes. I know all about that. They were created to integrate traditions that usually took place around October 31st into Christianity in hope of getting the pagans to convert. Oh, that's strong. All right. Here's some real questions. How many calories are in an average trick-or-treater's Halloween stash? Oh, probably Kid like four home. quadrillion. Four quadrillion. Is that your final answer? I mean, honestly, I would say about 4,000. 11,000. Ah! Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. How many pieces of candy does the average house give to each trick-or-treater? I'm assuming these are the not-so-fun, fun-sized. Three. The answer is two. In what American state is it illegal to dress as a priest or a nun for Halloween? Would you like some options? I'm going to go with Nevada. Off the top of your head, Nevada. Yep. Lydia, have you ever seen a movie about Nevada? I think they're all dressed like priests and nuns right now. (laughs) The answer is Alabama. Oh, why? Whoever being in a public, this is according to section 13A-14-4, or 13A-14-4. Whoever being in a public place fraudulently pretends by garb or outward array to be a minister of any religion or a nun, priest, rabbi, or other member of the clergy is guilty of a misdemeanor and upon conviction shall be punished by a fine not exceeding $500 or confinement in the county jail for not more than one year or by both such as fine and imprisonment. Is that happening? Like, have you heard of that happening where people are dressing up for Halloween and this is happening to them? We have listeners in Alabama. I would like for them to sound off. Yes, we need answers. Have you been to jail, listeners, because you dressed up accordingly and broke the law? (laughs) Yikes. What is the most popular Halloween candy in America? the mcmillan household is Reese's, so i'm gonna have to vote Reese's. that's a great guess and would be one of the more popular ones at my house however mm-hmm. the answer is skittles are you a sugary Ew. Or... i mean i didn't throw them at you <laughs> i did hear a rumor that they swapped out because the green used to be lime, right? And then they swapped it out for green apple a couple of years ago. But I heard rumors the lime is coming back. So I don't know who to believe anymore. What What is happening? Skittles, tell us more. What's going on over there? Your final question. All right. What were the first ever fun-sized candy bars? Oh. Okay, so I'm going to throw this back to the original Hershey's. You know, the little teeny Hershey's that come with the little Mr. Good bar, with the crackle, with the dark Hershey's. I'm going to go with the original little mini Hershey's. That's what I'm going with, final answer. The first ever fun-sized candy bars, two were released in the same year. Snickers and Milky Way. What? They're the same candy bar. One of them has peanuts. Have you ever noticed that? Are they made? Are they made by the same company, technically, I would, Mars? I think or so. Somebody? I listened to a Business Wars podcast on uh, the war between Hershey and, and Mars bars, and mm-hmm. I found it to be incredibly fascinating. Well, I have some Halloween candies that I would love for us to rate. We always ask our, ask our guests to rate things from like zero to five stars. And so I want you to 
give us, uh, how many stars would you give these candies? I'll give my opinions too. And we'll just banter a little bit on some of these favorite or maybe not so favorite Halloween treats. Are you ready? Yep. Starting off the list strong with a good old Tootsie Roll. 1.5 stars. Tootsie Rolls make me mad. I don't like how they get stuck in your teeth. I don't like the fact that mm. they're, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's, it's like chewing gum that's been on the bottom of a table. Not that I've ever done that, but I imagine it to be like that. And then you digest I mean, I'll it. Give it. I'll give it a 2.5 if it's an original Tootsie Roll because that's a chocolate flavor. But if it's one of those weird ones that's like vanilla or strawberry, that lime situation, I'm like negative three stars. Don't I don't want that in there. I did not bank on these non taffy like they're trying to be taffy right now. And I don't I only do saltwater taffy and that is my favorite. So stop being a poser Tootsie Roll. Get off the bus. We're done here. Posing on the bus. Carry on. Next item. A bag of pretzels. People give that out for Halloween? Yeah. What what neighborhood is this in? That's terrible. Delish.com right now. The definitive ranking of the best and worst Halloween candy of all time. Number 29, bag of pretzels. Zero stars. That's nasty. Don't do that to children. If If you're not going to provide a dip, then there's no point. Because that requires some sort of like, like a ranch dressing, like some sort of like a accoutrement to go along with the pretzels. Dry bag of pretzels is for like riding on an airplane, not for fun festivities like a Halloween. So you can take your mask off for a few moments. Yes. Not your Halloween mask, your COVID mask. <laughs> Everybody take off your mask and eat your snack because it is when you're dining that it doesn't affect anyone around you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All Zero right. stars. We're at one point between two snacks. We are at 1.5 stars. This is a terrible list. Carry on. Uh, all right. Here we go. Milk duds. Oh, one star maybe gross why are you bringing these candies these are not things i if my children have these in i throw them away (laughs) milk duds they're they're okay for me like i don't mind them but they just look gross they don't like if you accidentally drop a few on the carpet the kids are like i think the cat pooped over here I want you to, the word dud is in the name. (laughs) So true. So true. All right. Starburst. I am a chocolate. I know chocolate is sugary, but if you're picking between fruity sugar and, and chocolate, I always choose chocolate. I do like the occasional starburst. I'm going to give it a three. I'll give it a three. Mm -hmm. I think they're good. I think they're a particular flavor. I am a, uh, I like the red Starburst in the pack. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the least popular, like the least circulated one too. I think that the, if you've ever opened a pack of Starburst, it's usually all lemons. Yeah. 11 or lemons, orange. one orange. Oh. Yeah. The flavor sequence I'm going in, um, Josh, my husband always says, leave the best for last. So if we're doing that, I'm starting off with the orange, then I'm going yellow, then I'm going red, then I'm going pink. Pink's my favorite. I like the pink as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good old strawberry. All right. Last one. You ready for this? Yes. M&M's. Classic candy. Uh, It depends on the M&M variant that we're working with. If we're going with the original m M&M, and I'm going to give it a 3.5 stars. If we're going with the peanut m M&M, and I'm going to give it a, probably a 4.5 stars. My favorite candy of all time is the peanut butter m M&M. and I give it a five oh. stars. I give it a five right. stars. It's in the same zip code as Hershey York's ranking of basically every, every race that we could mention. I give the, <laughs> so I love, I love peanut butter M&Ms. 
Yes. If you have not already, go listen to Dr. York's episode when we talk about Reese's and all the variations of shapes and how he ranks them because it is absolutely fantastic and fascinating. And now that's all I want to eat all the time is Reese's. They are delicious. Lydia, today we do have a small conversation with the Big Boo cast about being delivered from evil. When we look into the scriptures, we see Jesus teaching us how to pray in the Lord's Prayer right here. Um, Deliver us from evil. God, help us to avoid these things. Lead us not to temptation with Daniel last week. Deliver us from evil. Help us to keep moving past these things. I I love that idea that Jesus would tell us to pray with this in mind. Something I want us to be encouraged with is what we find in the Gospel of John, that the one who we have trusted in, in this Jesus, he has already overcome the world. All evil has been overcome through him. All all death, all hell, all rage, all anger, all malice, all slander, all of the things that make up sin in us, Jesus has overcome them. So we can live a life where we have been delivered from evil because Jesus has delivered us from it. Hopefully you are encouraged by that. Hopefully you will also love our time with Melanie and Sophie, the hosts of the Big Boo cast. All right, let's take a listen. Hey, friends, we have a special treat today. We have Melanie Shankle and uh, Sophie Hudson. Uh, you may know them by their podcast name. Uh, but Sophie and Melanie, rather than me introduce you, I'm going to ask each of you to introduce yourselves. But I'm going to give you a word to use. You can use the exact same word in your introduction. And the word is, it's a very Southern word, bum fuzzle, bum fuzzle. Mm. <laughs> So okay. in your introduction of yourself, I want you to use the word bum fuzzle. Oh, that is very tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go. Okay. Yes, so ma'am. I would, I would say I, I'm Sophie Hudson. I write and I podcast with Melanie. Um, and can I use the word as a verb or a participle? That's such that an okay? English teacher question. That's such an English teacher. Thank you, Mrs. Hudson. Because I would say I am bum fuzzled, um, is what I would say. I'm bum fuzzled Love it. by seasonal decorating um, when it's not Christmas. So I don't understand um, a, a life where I'm supposed to gather things for seasons or holidays and transform my house. That bum fuzzles me. I'm only interested in Christmas. I, I can't. I can't transform this house for fall. So that is what I would say. There you go. Um, I am Melanie Shankle. I am a co-host of the with Sophie Hudson. Um, I am a writer and sometimes a speaker, um, depending on the occasion and the day. Um, I am a wife and I am a mom and I'm a new empty nester as of August. And I would say that I am bumfuzzled um, currently by the calendar because you don't realize that when you don't have a child at home, nothing really marks the day. And so I tend to just live in this state of confusion, bumfuzzlement all the time mm-hmm. right now, because I'm like, if what day will. is it? Is mm-hmm. it Thursday? I don't know, because it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. I have nothing on my calendar that has to do with soccer or school stuff or whatever, which was the way I was run for, you know, 18 years. You know, as someone who's lived in Texas for a little over four years now, and I've realized the the bum fuzzle that comes with the power grid around here, yes. I, I need you to know, uh, in those situations, when the power goes out, when it's way too cold, like it was that one time in February, of yes. the year of our Lord 2021, or these past few weeks with the hurricane, uh, I lose track of time. And I just replace that with potato chips. And it's very <laughs> hard on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything I wrong ladies, with it, Chad. Yeah. I respect it. That's what no, I'm telling I you. understand it. I really do. I understand it. <clears throat> if, if you were going to, I'll just ask this. If you were going to pick your favorite potato chip, what would that be? I, I know. Um, I would say the Ruffles cheddar and sour cream is first place for me. 
I don't know why I like him so much. I think because I liked him in high school. And so it's, it's, it's like a throwback kind of, I like those. And then my second are these, these potato chips you get at Costco. Um, they're kettle cooked. They're really thick, just regular potato chips, but they have this pink Himalayan sea salt. Ah. I highly recommend them. That sounds good. Are we, is a, is a tortilla chip, a potato chip? Are we counting? Does it have to be a potato chip or can I go with a tortilla chip? I'll give you, I'll give you that tortilla okay. chip. You are then, in Texas. Then I would say bar none Julio's seasoned tortilla chips. If, if I'm going to eat a incredible. bag of something, that's what I'm going to eat. I like the Miss Vicky's, those chips, the jalapeno <laughs> yeah. kettle ones. Mm-hmm. I also like the spicy pickle. So those are all, okay. all great. Okay. Okay. Uh, that- Lydia, one what? of Lydia's favorite games is called This or That. Uh, what you got, Miss Sophie? You were going to say something. I don't want to cut you off. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying they sell Miss Vicky's at Firehouse, right? At Firehouse Subs, because mm-hmm. that's our son works at a Firehouse Subs. And so mm-hmm. when he brings sandwiches home from work, he always has Miss Vicky's chips. So that was all. That's a good, that's a good man. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So our first game is called This or That or in y'all's case, bigger boo we're gonna give you two items and you're gonna pick which one you prefer and we'll start with sophie and then melanie will go back and forth and you both can answer so feel free and tell us why we'd love to hear your thoughts okay okay so the first one sophie homemade mm-hmm. coconut cake or hummingbird cake hummingbird cake 100 um i i don't love coconut as a general rule i don't mean to offend anybody who has affection for or affinity for coconut it's just, it's not my favorite. It's, it's, I don't mind it as a, as sort of a, a, a side in a, in a dish, but it's too front and center in coconut cake for me. And I love the texture of hummingbird cake, the bananas. I love the pineapple in it. I love the cream cheese icing. I really think it may be my favorite cake. I, oh, it's, a, wow. it's a strong statement. I know, but I think it probably is my favorite cake. Okay. I would say pass on both. I'm not interested in either one. I'm not interested in your coconut and I'm not interested in your hummingbird. To me, if it's not chocolate, I'm really not interested in it as a source of calories. Is there a hummingbird in that cake? I don't know the rules. I don't know that I've ever seen a hummingbird cake. I don't, I don't, there, I've never made one with a hummingbird in it, but I think the the rationale is because it has a little bit of everything I've always thought it was like a little hummingbird came and I don't know, gathered things. I don't know that hummingbirds gather things, but that's just sort of how I've always justified the name. When I was in Pennsylvania, I went to Pennsylvania when I was in high school and they took us to these Amish people's lair and they, they fed us uh, shoe fly pie. And I still don't know what that is. I'm assuming it has to do with the sugar. Miss Mary, you did not seem to care as much about my last question. So I'm going to ask you this. (laughs) pop culture entities. I would like for you to choose Dear Evan Hansen or Hamilton. Okay. Here's something that I'm going to tell you about. First off, I haven't seen Dear Evan Hansen and I'm going to tell you part of the reason why I don't really care for a musical. I know that you're, that's not politically correct to say because everybody's all about their musicals. It's just not something that I'm super into, but that being said, I did love Hamilton and I do love Hamilton. So I'm going to go with Hamilton. I know people love Dear Evan Hansen, but I just have not gotten around to it. I might at some point, but it's just not, it's not on my priority list. I know that makes Sophie want to gasp because she's all about a musical, but I'm just, it's just not my, my first love language. How are y'all even friends? Mm -hmm. We compliment each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're not copycats. We're not, we're not mirror images. That's right. We, comp- we compliment each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause, cause I would actually in that, in that particular choice, I would go with Dear Evan Hansen. I even told Melanie one time that I think I love Dear Evan Hansen more than Hamilton. And, and, and she, if she had had on pearls <laughs> at the time, she would have clutched them. That's true. She could not believe it. But I, I love Dear Evan Hansen so much. I love that story. I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the, the, the musical a couple of times and um, there's just something about it that it gets me way deep down. I, I am crazy about Hamilton. I think it is brilliant. I don't think we'll see anything else like that, maybe even in our lifetimes, but there's something about the heart of Dear Evan Hansen that, that gets me. Mm, that's good. That's good. All right. Next question, Sophie, Diet Coke or Starbucks? 
probably Starbucks. I I do like a Diet Coke, but I now, and I used to pretty much have an IV of Diet Coke, mm-hmm. like in my arm at all times, but something happened a few years ago and I just kind of, I don't know, it didn't taste as good <clears> to <throat> me anymore. I don't know what happened. So I would say Starbucks. Um, every once in a while, I want a Diet Coke. When I want something really fizzy, I just mainly want the the burn of the Diet Coke. But um, mm-hmm. but I do love a Starbucks for sure. Melanie, do you have a preference of the two? Um, I'm Starbucks 100%. So I used to be a one Diet Coke a day person, but I think about four or five years ago, I quit. Like cold turkey decided that I wasn't going to do it. I think they were giving me headaches. Um, and so I'm straight up Starbucks now. So, um, venti cafe latte, non-fat milk, one raw sugar every time. I used to do the, I used to drink about seven Diet Mountain Dews a day. Which, <laughs> oh my word. But we're okay now. We're, we worked uh, through it. I did whole 30 for 21 days. I call it 21 and done. And I gave up those drinks altogether cold turkey but then i started warming the turkey back up so every now and then i'll have one but i really avoid them at all costs yeah for the most part right uh, okay this is good this is gonna be a hot button question um, uh-huh. uh texas a for melanie texas a&m or mississippi state i mean really are you kidding i mean texas a&m every single time i mean i love mississippi state i love it like you love somebody's you know friend but i but my loyalty is always going to be texas a&m Oh, we know that's uh-huh. a Lydia question. She just uh-huh. wanted to get you. She wanted uh-huh. to poke the bear and uh-huh. I need. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sophie, Olin Mills or Glamour Shots? Glamour Shots. Listen, if you can't, if if you can't tease your hair to high uh-huh. heaven and put on some blue eyeshadow, are you, are you, I mean, are you really having your portrait made? I just feel like I have some, I have some affection for Glamour Shots that's rooted in the, the, the late 80s at North Park Mall in Jackson, mm-hmm. Mississippi. And so um, I, I personally don't want to have glamour shots made, but if somebody else wanted to, I would support it. And um, and I would encourage them when I saw the final product because, I mean, take some courage and I appreciate it. So I'm glamour shots. I like the ones that look like someone killed a polar bear and sat it on the person's shoulders, <laughs> just kind of coming around the neck. That, that, mm-hmm, that's sure. what's good for that's the that's where the good times are. Mm-hmm. Right, that's good. <laughs> My mom and grandmother got glamour shots, and I saw when we walked into the space that they had kids that would take them too. And I was like, "Why am I not invited to the party? I want the denim jacket. <laughs> yeah, I want right. the makeup, the hair. I missed my opportunity." I'm really yeah. sad still. I'm not holding grudges, but yeah. I'm still sad. I'm sorry, Lydia. I never felt more beautiful than I did in my glamour shots I took in 1987 in Parkdale Mall. That was really a peak yes. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a it was a highlight. That's right. That's Dallas. That's Dallas, right? Parkdale. No, Beaumont. Beaumont. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I know. Not Who too knew? far from you, Chad. Oh, mercy. <laughs> uh this is for both of you ladies. And I, I know that grocery stores are a big part of life conversation right now. And lots of people like to get fancy, like whatever grocery store they choose, Applebee's, Trader Joe's. Uh, of the two, uh, are you a Trader Joe's person or an HEB person? And I need to make the case as to why you would affirm either or of those things. Listen, I'm a straight up HEB person. I mean, number one, I live in San Antonio, so we don't really have another option besides HEB. I mean, we do have a Trader Joe's, but HEB is everything. And HEB, I'm going to say, comes out with their own uh, simple meals that are delicious. They have their own, uh, their beef fajitas that you get, the HEB seasoned beef fajitas you cannot beat. They're better than you'd get in any Mexican restaurant. Um, They have a new brisket queso that you would change your life. So you can't beat HEB for in, in terms of like, to me, the products that they put on the shelves, not to mention that they really came out of the pandemic smelling like a rose because nobody was more prepared for COVID than HEB. And I include our federal in that equation. HEB and Chick-fil-A, if we had asked them to help us to assist through this pandemic, things would have been a little more effective, you think? COVID would have been over in three weeks. It would have been it would have been a thing of the past in three weeks had HEB and Chick-fil-A been involved. 
Melanie, let's be honest. You live in Texas and uh, I live in Texas. Most of the folks around us think it was over in three weeks. Well, that's, so, uh, that's a fair point. It's a fair point. <coughs> All right, Sophie, biscuits or cornbread? Cornbread. I, I think a biscuit's fine, but in terms of being the person in this house who cooks, I would so much rather make cornbread than have to make biscuits. And I, I don't know. I just like the texture of cornbread. It goes with stuff better. I don't know. I like cornbread and soup. Um, and it just, there's something about cornbread that feels, that reminds me of my mama. It feels a little bit more like home than a biscuit. I would probably feel different if mama had made a lot of homemade biscuits, but she was a cornbread maker. So, and had mm -hmm. one of those like little cast iron skillets that had the little places in it shaped like pieces of corn, corn, so that you had corn shaped pieces of cornbread and something about that was magical. We have a, um, a, this is the season to be considering pumpkins. Mm -hmm. Lydia has found some uh, real life pumpkin items and we're going to run you through those. And all you can do is one word answer. Is it ridiculous or is it, oh, this is two words. Is it ridiculous or really good? This, this okay. is your option. And if you got something, if you want to speak on it, you speak on it. This is the place for you ladies. Uh, okay. So take us in Lydia. Melanie, pumpkin spice Cheerios. Yeah, I'm going to say ridiculous. Sophie, Pillsbury Grand pumpkin spice rolls with pumpkin spice icing. I'm going to say ridiculous. I, it's too, that's too much. It's too much. I don't know. I think, I think we're a little, we're a little carried away with the pumpkin. I appreciate people enjoy it, mm -hmm. but it's too much for me. I could do one or the other. Do the icing or do the the roll, but both I not for me. We are expecting the gourd to do a lot of work. <laughs> yes, we are. That's uh -huh. a, that's a valid point. That's exactly yeah. right. All right, next one, Melanie. Burt's Bees pumpkin spice lip balm. I haven't tried it, but I'm going to say really good, just because I do like a flavored lip balm. So I'm going to say I'm going to give that a thumbs up. Sophie, pumpkin spice almonds. Ridiculous. No, if an almond is not meant to taste like pumpkin spice, an almond has other gifts. <clears throat> we don't, we don't need to, to get those two things mingled. There's no, there's absolutely no need for that. It's a great butter option. I don't know why <laughs> we want to pumpkin that thing out. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree. I agree. All right, Melanie, cup of noodles, pumpkin spice flavor. Gross. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. I, why who how who who said you know what's a good idea what if we just take the chicken shred it throw it into jack-o-lantern and go all right look we're podcast people you guys are legendary i've already said it i believe it i believe that i need you to know ladies i don't ever get texts from my wife's friends or like any of my friends' wives, they never contact me. They don't click my Instagram photos, nothing. I have had more texts from husbands asking if y'all could be their friends and from wives asking if they could be your friends. I don't, I, it was like I have was having Madonna on this podcast in 1986. Well, listen. That's really kind. That's uh -huh. very sweet. That's, if we can uh, count the amount of times that people have compared us to Madonna right. in 1986, right? We this we would be, this, this would be one. Numbers, but yeah, <laughs> this was, yeah. yeah, the first one for sure. I saw Rudy. I saw Rudy Giuliani. I think I can mention his name here, though. In 2016, in the airport, and I texted so many of my friends, and they all said, "Don't text me unless you see Beyonce." Well, so <laughs> okay, it's fair. Um, it's fair. As podcasters, we know five-star ratings matter. I'm going to ask you, and Lydia's going to ask you to rate both of you guys. I want an answer from both of you. Give me your five-star rating review for the following places and things, okay? You okay. ready? Okay, I'm ready. Trader Joe's, give us their five-star item. My five-star Trader Joe's item is their dark chocolate sea salt almonds. I buy them every time I go there. I think they're delicious. They're the perfect little uh, midday pick-me-up for me. My five-star item at Trader Joe's is their unexpected cheddar. 
it's cheddar <clears throat> cheese. It's a white cheddar cheese, but it has little bits of Parmesan in there. It is delicious. It's so savory and salty and good. I love it. Mm, I haven't tried that. It's really good. Look, I, I live a simple life here south of Houston. We don't have a Trader Joe's in my neighborhood. Uh, could you give me your five-star review? of? Is it a, on a scale of one to five? Would you give it a three, a four, a five? What, what's your thoughts on that? I, would, I mean, I, I would give it a five. Yeah. I mean, I, here's, here's how I feel about Trader Joe's. This is what they do so well. It's like they've curated the stuff in the store. So they have gone through and they don't so say they, they, they carry really their brand. So they mm-hmm. have, have found the best of the best and then developed it as their own brand. And so I've, I don't know when I've ever been disappointed by something I've gotten in there just because it's so good and their produce is great. Uh-huh. It's not a big store. At least ours is not a big store. Uh-huh. So it's not overwhelming. You kind of go in there. You've got about five, six aisles. That doesn't take a lot of time. Yep. And um, I don't know. I just think they do such a good job. I really love it, especially at the holidays. It's so great at the holidays uh-huh. for little gifts to give people or little things to have at your house. If you have people come over, it's, it's a delight. I love it. Yeah. I agree with Sophie. I give it five stars. I think Trader Joe's, what they do well, they do really well. It's the best place to get flowers that are affordable. I feel like they have so many little unique products that you can only get there. I feel like they're really good at, they create a lot of hype with their seasonal products, like the peppermint Jojo's. And then what I sadly found out this summer, their jalapeno limeade seasonal product. So guess who's going to be lined up next June to get the jalapeno limeade. They're just, they're really good at what they do. Agreed. I wish that we had one closer. Like, I feel like I need to be sponsored by the International Mission Board if I'm going to go to ours. Like, it's on yeah. the other side of Nashville, so I can't mm-hmm. like just walk over there. So I'm like, now I'm limited to Aldi, but I guess I'll do Aldi. It's fine. It's it's Trader Joe's ish. Yeah, owned by the same people, right? I think they're both owned by the same company. <clears throat> they okay. feel very the same. So, all right, next one, Chick Fil A. What's getting your five stars? Sophie. Thank you. Um, I would say what gets my five stars at Chick-fil-A, probably their Cobb salad. Consistently a winner to me. I love it. It's just the right size. Um, I like those, those dried red pepper strips that come with it. It's, you get a little chicken nugget flavor in there. Um, but I, I mean, Chick-fil-A does so much so well, but I would say Cobb salad for me. Okay. I would say for me, it would be the chicken minis. And in true disclosure, I will say that I am rarely up and at them at Chick-fil-A early enough to get the chicken minis, which is why I think they remain like kind of mystical and magical to me because they're a rare treat when I make it to the drive-thru before 10 a.m. to get them. But to me, that like Sister Schubertish roll with the little chicken, that's the perfect little bite. So that's, and it's kind of a mix of a little bit sweet and salty. That's my, that's, that would be my five star. What about Costco and Sam's? Because I mean, they're not the same thing. If you're picking between those two things, what's your five-star item there? You've already shared about those chips. They sound good. Um, I love Costco. It's one of my favorites. I I don't know. They have the, I don't know if y'all have tried the, Melanie, what are they called? Those Parmesan crisps that we like. What the wisps? Called? The wisps, yes. The wisps, those are you so You can get good. big bags of wisps at Costco. So that's always a winner for me. But I also really like, I like buying my detergent there. I like buying my garbage bags there. Like I like their, their household items. Um, I feel like for some reason are kind of a go-to for me. I just, you get a lot of it and they only carry really good products. And so, but the wisps, I think are the big bag of wisps is my winner. It's hard to beat. I, um, this kind of falls under musicals and hummingbird cake for me that I don't, I don't go to either because they're both too far from my house. So, um, and I think since I had an only child, I was never one to buy things in bulk. Um, I certainly wouldn't trust Perry to go buy things in bulk because we would go bankrupt. So, um, I'm not a Costco nor a Sam's frequenter. The first time that my wife took me into a Sam's club or a Costco, and I believe it was Sam's. When I when it hit me, the amount of stuff that was in the box of fruit cups we were buying, that was a commitment. You, really you were was. going all yeah. in. Okay, yeah. ladies, this is a big one. Uh, Bluebell flavor. What is your five-star Bluebell flavor? 
For me, it is homemade vanilla. There, oh, I don't think vanilla does any, anything better than the homemade vanilla. It is the perfect vanilla ice cream. I, I, I don't know how you could improve upon it from the texture to the flavor, the, the, the consistency of it. It's five star, hands down. Okay. See, I'm going to go opposite of Sophie, but kind of similar. Like I'm a straight up, if I were going to do Bluebell, I would do straight up Dutch chocolate. Like their mm-hmm. Dutch chocolate is the ice cream of my childhood. That's what my Mima always had a half gallon of in the freezer for me when I'd go to her house. My dad would have to tell me, Hey, you've already had three ice cream cones today. That's probably enough. So that would straight up Dutch chocolate. It's good. I, I will say mm-hmm. that Dutch chocolate is also really good. You know, when you're driving to your grandmother's house and you call and say, hey, what can I bring you? My mm-hmm. grandmother used to say, bring me uh, bring me a taco from Taco Bell because she loved it for whatever reason. And she also would say, and if you go by Dairy Queen, just get me a cup of, of <laughs> vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just on your way. Just on your way. Just on your, just where, find one. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. 30 minutes out of the way. So Yeah. All right. We're going to talk spirit animals now because I think that's important, or at least spirit characters. Uh, Lydia has little children, so I'm going to let her lead us in and she's going to ask of your spirit character from the following. Yeah, we want to, we want to really get to know you and who, all all the things about you and how you identify with these characters. So the first one is Sesame Street. I would say probably Grover for me. (laughs) Like Grover's a little goofy, a little all over the place, like a little wiggly, little loosey goosey. I I, I think I'm Grover-ish. I feel, I I feel like I understand Grover, maybe in a way I don't understand, say, Big Bird. I don't know. Okay, Okay, Melanie. Yes. Who's your spirit character from the television show Friends? Oh, 100% Rachel Green. Like, no question. So um, Friends came out in 1994, which was also when I had just graduated from college. Um, And I felt like Rachel and I always had a lot in common. I felt like we had both um, walked out on an engagement. Um, I felt like we both were a little slow to find our way, maybe a little flaky, a little flighty, maybe a little spoiled, didn't have a great concept of the way the world worked, Um, but kind of came into our own and grew. So I've just always liked Rachel Green. I think she's um, funny. She doesn't take off too seriously. Um, I just think she's real and, um, she always made me laugh. So Rachel Green and she loved fashion, which so, and there you have it. Love it. All right. Sophie character from Downton Abbey. Ooh, I can't remember anybody's name from Downton Abbey, but <laughs> the British one. I, yeah. I know the show. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think which character I related. Or I can't even say that I related to any of these characters a lot, just because Melanie will tell you, I have a whole thing with things that take place in the past. I get concerned about their lack of air conditioning. Did they have proper ventilation? Were they hot in those heavy clothes they had to wear? So I don't, I don't go too far into that, but um, I really loved Mary in Downton Abbey. Like I just, I loved her, her, she consistently wanted to try to do the right thing. She was, she, she carried a little bit of the burden for her family. Um, but um, I feel like she was one of those people when you got to know her, she was, she was sort of really tender hearted and, and, and kind. So she was my favorite. You know, she was on a show on TNT right after Downton went off and she was riding around in a leather jacket on her motorcycle mm-hmm. speaking in. And I, what is taking place? I was worried about her. Right, right. It was, it was disconcerting to see mm-hmm. her out of her, what we think of as being her, her natural environment, her home. Yeah. Melanie, do you have a pick from Parks and Recreation? Oh, absolutely. I would say April Ludgate would be my Parks and Rec pick. Um, just, I loved April because she's, she's, April is kind of who I would like to be if I could be. Um, because she's a little bit snarky or a lot snarky. She's a little bit, she's got a dark sense of humor. Um, she doesn't really care what people think about her. Um, and she just kind of says what she wants to say. And she really doesn't, she's not here for anybody's BS, which I really appreciate in a person. So that would be my, that would be my parks and rec. Cause Leslie, nope, I love her, but she's way too ambitious for me. And so that doesn't really fit in who I am. So I like, I like April and kind of her low level goals. 
All right, Sophie, this Sophie. next one's for Chad. <laughs> Sophie, this, okay. is a, this next one's for Chad. Marvel character. Okay, so I'm new to the Marvel universe because I had never watched <clears throat> any of the movies um, until I watched WandaVision. And so in order to understand WandaVision, my son made me a list of like, here are six essential essential um, movies you need to watch in order to kind of get the, the big picture. So I don't, I don't know that I relate so much to any one of them, what with not having superpowers or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I will say in WandaVision, I really, I really felt for, sympathized, empathized with Wanda. Like I really, I don't know. I just, I felt for her and especially in those last few episodes, which I won't give it away in case anybody has not watched it, but her heartache, her brokenness, it really, um, I don't know. It it was kind of touching in a weird way. It's a weird thing to say about Marvel, but it was true for me. Melanie, uh, we do share in common one show that we both love a lot. Yes. Friday Night Lights. I want you to give me your character. Uh, It's it's in my top 10, but I watch a lot of TV, so that's a a great list. That's important. Um, my character is Tammy Taylor. I mean, I'd make no, I mean, she's Tammy Taylor's probably my all time spirit animal. If I had to pick, um, true story. I feel like there were talks that Tammy Taylor gave to Julie Taylor that I actually went back and listened to when I was parenting a teenage daughter, because I thought there was so much wisdom in that. Um, and I think she just, she personified just kind of what a real mom and a good wife look like. And I admired her for that. And I think she always had a lot of wisdom and I just, I really admire Tammy Taylor and she has fabulous hair. Connie Britton, she is fantastic in everything. So uh, my uh, hope, my wife, she is a uh, fan of coach Taylor. Uh, She also Uh liked Tammy. So, you know, coach Taylor's a popular character almost to the level of uncomfortable at my house sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, all right, here's a what if question. Uh, what if, and it's really, really important. Uh, Melanie, what if you had to cheer for an SEC school other than your own? Who is the most likely candidate? Well, first, I mean, it's going to be Mississippi State is going to be my next because I feel like just because of Sophie, I'm going to go with friendship loyalty. So I would go A&M, then Mississippi State. Then beyond Mississippi State, I would go LSU would be my other one because I just, I don't know, something about LSU is real endearing to me. So um, I don't know why. I like them. I just, I think they're, I don't know. I just like their whole aura of LSU. This is one area where Melanie and I are super similar because I would also, I would go from Mississippi State to A&M. I always cheer for A&M. Even if they beat us this weekend, I won't be super sad about it because it's A&M. But if I'm not cheering for a and I'm cheering for the LSU Fighting Tigers. Mm-hmm. I love I love that whole thing. And David and I lived in Baton Rouge for a little while. And I just, I find that whole program so endearing. I just, I love it. I love it. I'm a Tennessee fan. Hurt by both of those observations. <laughs> and that's okay. But we've been through it. 23 years. It's been bad. It's been a, it's been a long time. Okay. Um, well, question and i believe that i have the answer to this if you had to get a tattoo of another podcast logo Mm -hmm. other than yours and ours what would it be i would i would never get a tattoo (laughs) i mean i'm with you just i'm never gonna get it like that that's a that's a permanent situation Mm mm-hmm so there have been very few ideas in my life that seemed that in the moment seemed like a good idea that were good long-term. I mean, Jesus, yes, that's a good idea, uh-huh. but I, I don't, I, I want Jesus in my heart. I don't want Jesus on my wrist. So <laughs> I just, I'm not, a, I'm just, I just wouldn't get a tattoo. It feels like too much of a commitment. It feels like, how's that thing going to look when I'm 75? Uh-huh. Um, so now I would do a temporary tattoo of the pop cast something that I could, I could put on my arm and then wash off after a few days. I'd be delighted to do that because I will, I will be so happy to support Knox and Jamie and whatever they do. So that would probably be my, my workaround for that question. Yeah. 
I'm with Sophie. I mean, like I haven't even gotten my eyebrows microbladed, which would be the closest I would come to getting tattooed. But I'm like, I just mm-hmm. don't know that you ever want any kind of permanent ink situation on your body. At least I don't. That's not really my thing. Right. Like I love seeing when people do get ca- tattoos. I'm interested in the story of those tattoos. I am interested in the artistry of that, those tattoos. It is a it is a boldness <laughs> and a, a level of commitment that is is not currently inside my head but um but I am I'm fascinated by when other people do for sure my parents always prayed I would never get tattoos and I've never mm-hmm. gotten one but mm-hmm. my husband has tattoos and they're like that's fine for him but not for you and I'm like mom I'm <laughs> in my 30s now come on <laughs> they're not allowed to but that's fine all right mm-hmm. so our next segment is called deliver us from evil so we want to give you scenarios and we want to hear your responses of how you would respond to these these uh, scenarios, these circumstances that we're putting you in. Mm -hmm. All right, Melanie, the first one's for you. What would your response be if Beth Moore texted you and wanted to trim her own bangs? How would you respond? Guide her into truth. Well, you you know, in a weird chain of events, this actually happened to me this (laughs) about a month ago. And what I told her was you need to tell Satan to get behind you because no woman needs to make a rush decision about her bangs ever. And for a Texas woman, you certainly don't need to do it when you get to August in a long, hot summer, because your, your brain isn't working right. You're real frustrated with your hair. And that's not really the time to make a decision. You need to reevaluate and see if maybe by January, you're feeling that same way. So, um, but you know, my theory is that every woman cuts their bangs to immediately start letting them grow out again. So, you know, very few people that commit to bangs for a lifetime, very few. There's a reason for that. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Sophie, this next one's for you. What would you do if you were making Diane Jennings caramel cake for Beth Moore and you accidentally use salt instead of sugar? She's literally about to eat a bite when you realize this. Would you tell her or just let her eat it? Oh, 100% I would. Now, the caramel cake that I tried to make is actually Jan. It, well, it's a friend of ours who lives in Georgia named Jan Morton. Diane Jennings is the one who taught me the phrase flung a craving. Like that <laughs> if you, when you see something that's really good, it flings a craving on you. But um, if I messed up Jan's caramel cake, I would 100% tell Beth right away and wouldn't let her eat it with salt. And I can promise you nobody would be more gracious or sympathetic in that moment. And she would probably say, let's get in the kitchen and, and make it right. Let's, let's get that sugar out and let's correct our mistake. So hundred percent, I would tell her. Melanie, what if your kid made you a special, super special lunch, but it yes. included Lay's grilled cheese and tomato soup. Okay. Is Lay's grilled cheese and tomato soup? Is that a, is that a, a potato chip? Like what is Lay's grilled cheese? Like what is, what do we mean by Lay's grilled cheese? I'm sorry. I don't know that. Yeah, they're a brand of potato chips. Okay. I feel like I would totally eat that. I don't really see anything wrong with it. Like uh, grilled cheese, good. Tomato soup, good. I feel like I would I would totally eat that. You you just continued your friend's love right here for us. Yeah. Good, good. That that was really yep. good. Uh-huh. Good yep. and good. Full circle. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies. Thank you, Joey Tribbiani. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, we, our season, we've been going through the Lord's Prayer. And every week we, at the end of our episodes, we just ask someone to say, who, who followed you, Jesus, what does this mean? How do you do this? And it's deliver us from evil. When you hear that phrase as someone who thinks about Jesus a lot, puts words on paper about Jesus, what's that mean for us? What, what do we do with that? For me, I mean, the primary source of evil I'm going to contend with every day is what's going on in my own heart. So to me, when I think of that, I mean, obviously there are external things that we want to be careful about, but I I essentially think save me from myself, like Mm -hmm. save me from, from whatever I've got going on inside that doesn't have any place in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, I think for me, I went bigger. I mean, to me, I think the deliver us from evil to me, it's so indicative of everything going on in our world today. Um, that I think there's so much division and hate, um, and somewhere we believe the lie that if somebody doesn't believe the exact same things we believe that they're bad 
or that we won't like them or that they're a terrible person. Um, and I think it's because we've forgotten that our hope is in God and not what the world has to offer and not what our political systems have to offer, um, that we have to keep our eyes on him. And then I think, you know, when we remember who triumphs, I think that's ultimately what delivers us from evil is remembering um, who's in charge and who's always been in charge. And that's where our hope mm -hmm. is. Thanks so much to Melanie and Sophie. We loved having you guys. And if you don't already go listen to the big boo cast and follow them on all the socials because they are hilarious and make sure you're following us on the socials as well. So we are at hold on podcast on Instagram and Twitter at hold on pod on Facebook. And we also have our Facebook group. So come check us out there. Thanks so much to our friend, Megan and Megan's Mickey dream vacations. If you are going to Orlando for any reason, and you know, you should go because they are wearing costumes there right now. You should check in with Megan. She will help you get to Disney world or universal, maybe even a waffle house in the grand city of Orlando. Make sure you touch base with Megan. She does a great job. Friends also want to share with you about this. I have started a group called three line cohorts. If you are a Bible teacher or preacher communicator of any kind, I would love for us to be able to help you out. We work through uh, various tips and tricks to improve your uh, preparation and presentation skills. So make sure you follow the link on my Instagram uh, and it will take you to three line cohorts. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.